Hi everyone, this is Working Title, the podcast where we, four intrepid, handsome, intelligent, and entirely fraudulent reviewers, watch and review IMDb's top 250 English language movies as of November 2019, going from bottom to top. So watch along with us, and... And then, and, then, and then you won't believe it, but like bullets don't hurt them. But then like the, the aliens, right? They got lasers, but the lasers don't hurt them too. What? But then Captain America's dodging bullets. Why? Like, can he just stand in front of him? He's like a human shield. But then like Nick Fury's like. The, the cops guns, the cops guns don't work, but, but Scarlet Joe's gun. Yeah. But Scarlet Joe's guns work. <laughs> <laughs> What's your but, superpower? I don't know. Couple Glocks. And then, like, one of the airplanes starts to leave the aircraft carrier without permission, and Nick Fury grabs an RPG and shoots it down. I mean, that plane's worth twenty-two million dollars. Like, I can't believe the fact that they did that. They were gonna nuke New York twice. <laughs> you guys, you know what they say about nukes: two is one, and one is none. <laughs> they travel in herds. Yeah. And Tony Stark's suit is not as good as the other suit that does the same stuff. But it looks the same. This is the Mark 19. It's exactly the same. Oh, yeah. That that Mark 18 suit was not going to cut it. But but the Hulk is the most dangerous thing to everybody, except when he's not. And then also, <laughs> how did Loki even know that the Hulk was going to be on the aircraft carrier to begin with? Because not once did it ever come into play that like Loki would know who the fuck was going to be there. And what was his plan? Like, why did he get captured to begin with? Like, okay. then he had to have all the right. team come in. We all have things to say about this, Mike. That's just that's that's the plot right there. I'm I'm actually just telling you the plot. <laughs> okay, alrighty. Um, Jesus. Welcome. Is is everyone ready? Oh no, I mean like. Yeah, let's go. Spiritually <laughs> ready. Um. By the way, unrelated note, but um, the interlink cells thing is actually from a poem. Uh, that's like the mm. literal text of a poem that they recite back and forth to each other. I learned that anyway. Oh, I would wait, love what? to go back and talk about uh, Blade Runner. Like I have oh, a couple Blade of things about that. <laughs> How do you feel about just making this? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, anyway, uh, you can tell we're super excited to talk about it. Uh, we today for episode number thirty-seven of Working Title, the podcast where we four watch and review what the people of IMDb seem to be convinced are the best two hundred and fifty English language movies. <laughs> Now, what could we be so excited about this week? None other than the movie that launched a thousand franchises, The Avengers. That isn't Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even Star Wars isn't the dead horse that is Marvel. <laughs> Star Wars uh, has more restraint. Yeah, so I don't know, the first of the time, Mar- Disney just bought them up. <laughs> well, I mean, Star Wars had more restraint. In 2012, they did. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I've seen the prequels. Uh, Ooh, this is pre-Disney Marvel. Yeah, so this is um, still distributed by Disney, so something was in the works there. But yeah, this is pre-Marvel owning Disney. Or reverse that, Disney owning Marvel. (laughs) No one owns Disney. This is... (laughs) The movie's name is Marvel's The Avengers um, or Marvel Avengers Assemble in the United Kingdom. Uh, so this is... <laughs> Why did the British ruin everything? It's not everything? even a different language. That doesn't make sense, the Avengers. What are they doing? They're Dude, assembling. Was there, was there anything here for them to ruin? 
<laughs> Fair. Um, this is two sluice all over again. <laughs> so yeah so anyway this movie is actually the sixth of the marvel movies there's like a whole bunch before it right you know the the various intro movies iron man captain america whatever 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 uh like three failed attempts at the incredible hulk one and starring ed norton which is kind of hilarious um yeah so it's number six it is the first big ensemble movie it's part of this big marvel cinematic universe um Directed by Joss Whedon, who is, um, how should we say, he's an idiosyncratic director. He's got his style of dialogue. Um, Everyone talks like it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, And if it tells you anything about this movie, Wikipedia says the film's development began when Marvel Studios received a loan from Merrill Lynch. So (laughs) this is about money and making money. Um, That's about it. Uh, whew. yeah, Whedon wrote the whole thing. There's a lot to go through here. I think we have a lot of opinions as to whether this is one of the 250 best movies in the English language. Number one, uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> I was thought you were going to say point number one. No, <laughs> but before we get into that and we before we start talking about Marvel and Joss Whedon and all the good stuff in here, um, let's introduce ourselves. So as a little prompt. Uh, for us uh, if you were to join the Avengers so you know look right if you're listening to this and you don't know what the Avengers is I can only imagine it's because we made it big and you're listening in the year 2300 as like a, a history project so we'll <laughs> we'll still recap everything but Hawkeye he shoots arrows real good and Scarlet um, Joe kicks people yeah Black Widow kicks people and shoots guns those are their superpowers while they're on a team with the Incredible Hulk and a literal god and Iron Man. Uh, so if you were to join the Avengers, what less than super superpower would you bring to the table? Um, <laughs> I'll go first. My name is Jack, and I think my not-so-super superpower would be punctuality. <laughs> <laughs> Damn he's you! On, he's just on time. Oh, yeah. On time. Not only is he on time, but he's annoyingly on time. <laughs> Maybe even a couple he's, minutes early. He's 15 minutes early to the end of the world. <laughs> Damn it. It's like it's like he has a premonition, but it's always too late for it to do anything. Jack, you'll never get the nuke in time. Well, that's why I showed up 15 minutes early, and I have plenty of time to disarm the nuke. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, no disarming nukes. I'm just no, he's there. on time for the nuke to explode. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> All right. Mike. We go in the same order every week. My, I don't remember what we did last week. My name is Mike, and um, my superpower would be to be able to correctly and accurately calculate tip percentage to the cent. Wow. So if I go out to dinner, and it's 16% tip, I'm going to nail it. One and done. You're going to be useless in Europe. <laughs> Tony Stark will, will appreciate your company. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers will never be known for undertipping. <laughs> Nor if anything, it's going to make the uh, it's going to make the society look at us a lot more positively. <laughs> at least in the uh, service industry. Does that mean you pay, or does it? Do they just ask you? No, I just calculate it. Oh. <laughs> so if somebody asks me like, tip. "Hey, our bill's two hundred and thirty-five dollars. What's fifty percent?" I got that. Oh, that's a All useful right. skill. I can respect it. All right. 
Uh, my name is Shane, and I would like to be an above-average contractor. Because One. after the Avengers destroy everything, you're going to need good contractors. And I feel like I could really bring something to the team. Well, what's that above-average about you? I'm just, like, really good at measuring and cutting. And uh, I, I drive a killer price. My my uh, labor is well below uh, the market value. Yeah, not not the cheapest, but a good value, which is what yeah. you'll need after Manhattan gets trashed. <laughs> I, I feel like I'll, I'll be able to make it up in just the size of the contracts I sign. <laughs> <laughs> With the Avengers, it's probably likely. I'm also can hoping I? that I have a good team of lawyers that I can hire when they find out that the Avengers and I have an exclusive contract that I rebuild anything they destroy. <laughs> can I change my superpower that I have? I'm Premonition Man, and I can always tell when the Avengers are about to fuck shit up. So my crew is not there. I want to work with Shane. And I have my guys <laughs> not in the city at the time that it happens. So that we're the we're, only living ones left. I'll let Mike know we are a union. So welcome. Um. <laughs> I appreciate that, but I'm paying no dues. <laughs> well, I'll have you calculate them with your extraordinary tip ability. <laughs> <laughs> all right you too all right june okay i'm june um so imagine like uh, one of the other superheroes that doesn't have superpowers is iron man so imagine iron man like i would wear a suit but i would use mechanical wings to fly and i would be bird themed <laughs> i think that'd make a really good tv series <laughs> so like do they flap as fast as a hummingbird, or are they very large wings that just like flap slowly? That was a that was a falcon is also useless joke. Oh, no, oh I, I got, got you. That, hence the yeah. TV series. Yeah, oh. thanks. I was Mike. thinking you were going for more like a pigeon, just kind of hang around <laughs> Central Park, <laughs> waiting for old men to feed you. You can also scout like Hawkeye. God, I used to like Marvel. <sighs> yeah. Well, let's just get into it. All right. Well, you know how we do this at this point. Um, man, yeah. What, what, uh, this movie made about a trillion G- dollars. It cost about a yeah. trillion dollars. It has every star. <laughs> um, but what happens in it? Less than you might think. Tell us about it, Mike. So from the top. So we start with Loki. We all know. And his whole deal is he's pissed at Thor because he was the brother uh, that never got the attention that he wanted. So his deal is he goes and he meets with the, um, they're called the Other, which they're the, the like the leader of this uh, Chitari uh, alien race. And they tell him that he needs to go to Earth to get the Tesseract so that he can then build an army to take over Earth, uh, which is admittedly in the film the least advantageous planet in the entire solar system to take. But for some reason he wants it, start low, aim high. So Loki hits his, <laughs> uh, he goes to Earth um, and... He meets up with uh, with Nick Fury, who's in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they have control of the Tesseract from back from Captain America's era. Uh, that was his whole thing with the Red Skull. And it's this like, powerful device that's able to open up these portals into other universes. So S.H.I.E.L.D.'s holding this in this uh, secret bunker, and it opens this portal that brings in Loki. Uh, he comes in and starts immediately kind of like using this uh, magic stick that already has Tesseract power in it. Uh, but whatever, it doesn't matter because nothing matters in this film. And he starts like mind controlling everybody in this facility uh, in order to steal the Tesseract. 
which ends up causing this massive explosion and everything kind of collapses uh, within this base. But Loki gets away and he takes like a bunch of like shields, top agents with him and uh, Nick Fury and some other people are able to escape. Uh, this causes Nick Fury to decide to activate the Avengers initiative. Right. So he goes and he uses um, uh, Black Widow and, uh, you know, some of his other agents to track down the beginning of this of this team. Right. So his whole deal is he's going to go out and he's going to find the Incredible Hulk, Captain America. Um, he's going to get uh, Tony Stark for, you know, Iron Man and, you know, like essentially all the, the, the most, uh, you know, powerful people within this this universe. Um well, at least that they have the rights to at the time. <laughs> at <this point>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So they need like so the like the whole deal with like getting Hulk is like they need him to be able to track down gamma radiation because the Tesseract's like like you know putting out gamma rays and so each one of them has their reason for it. Um, yada yada yada. They all collect them up and they like start you know bringing them toward uh, stopping. You know, as I'm fucking saying this, I'm realizing there's no, there's no filler in this entire film. I was like, you just yada, 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 like 45 minutes of this film. <laughs> <laughs> to no detriment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really, I'm trying to actually kind of like put it together. Like there's some standoff yeah. moments. Like Scarlet all they're doing Joe is that, was, yeah, so like, basically, <laughs> So basically Robin Hood, the Tin Man, the Green Giant, <laughs> Troy, and a guy that's really good at Frisbee trying to steal a magic <laughs> box from Maleficent. <laughs> I mean, I don't even need the plot guy for this one. So. All right, so they all get together on a giant flying aircraft carrier. Now, God, that's like halfway I, through the film. Yeah, let's. let's I, I want to talk about some things. So, back to the start, they're doing like this weird experiment shit with power or something about with the Tesseract, right? And there is so much stupid shit. Now it starts like making an earthquake or something, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "All right, let's evacuate." and why are they even evacuating? Like, what are they going to do? Just leave it underground or like what? Well, are... <laughs> they even have um, How I Met Your Mother come up and she's like, um, if why are we evacuating? Because isn't this going to destroy the planet? And Nick Fury is just like, shut up. And he keeps going like and they're like, oh, the Tesseract will destroy the planet. But it doesn't, luckily. I guess. Uh, it's very obvious that Nick Fury's character in this film is a man that just gambles with everybody's lives at every single moment. Like people are like, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I, there's, a, there's a chance it might work. He actively goes against everybody's advice. If someone gives him advice, he is guaranteed to say fuck off. <laughs> Even his bosses tell him to do something. He's like, no. Like, how did he get this job? Oh. <laughs> Well, as far as, like, my job on this podcast, like, none of it makes sense. Like, I'm actually trying to think of, like, all of it is is that there's a bunch of little tiny stories of how they're all gathering together. And I feel like this money grab that Marvel's doing is just trying to make it work. And they don't yeah. give okay. a fuck, like, if it makes sense. Oh, like, it's literally, it sense. It's, it's a checklist. And they're trying to find, like, the shortest scene between each point on the checklist that will let them get, like, okay, Iron Man's in. Okay, uh, something about Tesseract power. Oh, yeah, fucking make the Stark power plant tower thing oh let's get captain america and we got to make sure everybody understands he's from the 1940s so we're going to make a a 1940s themed gym for him to be working out in when we introduce him (laughs) but he's like all the best parts of the 1940s not all the stuff that we moved past (laughs) so i got i got comments on the character introductions because you're right it's very systematic one by one like we get everyone's like quick recap right Mm mm-hmm 
And uh, I like how the the movie, first of all, opens with this like super suspenseful scene. But yes. like nobody can take it serious because it's just Samuel L. Jackson. It's like <laughs> just a gimmick character, right? Yeah. Then we're introduced to Black Widow. So Black Widow. <laughs> so bad. She's in like a reverse reverse psychology interrogation shit in Russia. And it's just like weird they do little this twice. Like, it doesn't yeah, work either time. Shtick. They just put like weird terms in there too. Like there, someone calls over the phone or some shit and it's like there's a F-22 eight miles out. Like... Oh, so you're okay. saying there's a quintessentially American fighter jet in Russian airspace? Like yeah. June, this this is a level seven. Also, what if that like doesn't translate properly over to this guy who speaks Russian? Like, there's tw- twenty two <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so here's my first issue with her is she's like, yeah, I'm gonna pretend to be getting beat up, and I'm actually reverse interrogating them or something, getting him to tell me their whole plan, doing like this play on the bad guy telling you everything. What if he hit her right and knocked her the fuck out? Well, like, I guess that F-22 is about to get some kills. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then this guy's just like, I, I hate the agent or whatever his name is, Mr. Agent, agent Nobody. And he's like, I'll, I'll level that block and you'll be all dead. Well, so will Black Widow, buddy. Yeah, like, right? And, and threat, you dude. just declared an act of war in a sovereign nation. So now not only are you at war with Loki, but also now Putin. Like, yeah. you know, it's 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 this entire film is just it's diarrhea Christmas lights. So that's, it's just Michael Bay's like attempt to try to make people like experience dopamine releases in their brain. Like, why is there a general, a Russian general with his uniform on and then two like low level dudes like he would not be there beating up a shield spy? Like, this, is, makes this, sense. Was, this is very Michael Bay like. It, well, it, it let's, really is. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> At okay, least the cameras so don't shake. Let, let me put in my two cents real quick. So my first eye roll of this film was literally within twelve, within the first two minutes, and it's when they walk in and he goes, "Where is Agent So and So?" Because I actually don't know Hawkeye's name, and he goes, "He's in his nest," and he looks up. <laughs> they're under in an underground facility. Deep underground that has multiple security checkpoints, and he's hiding in the rafters of a <laughs> nuclear reactor. It's Do you like, think they installed rafters just for him? <laughs> and number two, it's like, well, how are you gonna get down now, guy? Like he's got he's, he's got to get down from the rafters, arrow dude. He's up in. The, it's like he's taking an elevated position underground. I just <laughs> I can't. And then he comes down, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just overwatching it." It, I. What are you overwatching? It, it's yes, it's beyond You're in a me. And facility. I was just like, it was just so we can be like, "Oh look, his name's Hawkeye, so he makes a nest. He likes to perch. It was really you, you know, Hawkeye is just like a nickname, right? Like you don't have to like have a nest. And is he also gonna <laughs> shit on people that walk under him while he's in the rafters? Like, God damn! It. Everybody in Shield really doesn't like Hawkeye. <laughs> so on, on the note of just this thing opening with such bad dialogue, there there are so many things, right? Like the the trope I hate so much, where Nick Fury is like. How long is evacuation going to take? Oh, evacuation will be complete in 30 minutes. Make it 15. Oh, yeah, that's what, right. What does that even mean? Like, oh, that... Do you think no. they're not going as fast as they can? My favorite is uh, the Captain America introduction. 
And like, <laughs> do you think the writers are are self aware when they write a movie like this? Like, like, so when he's in the at the beginning, Nick Fury's in the room full of Zordons, and one of them says, uh, one of them says, "War isn't won by sentiment, director." And he says, "No, it's won by soldiers." Cut to Captain America. Yeah. Like, do yeah. the writers intentionally like try oh, to yeah. make it? You know, yeah. what I'm, I mean? gonna, I'm sure. gonna explain to you. Or, I'm gonna explain to you. Went through all of the writers' like heads, right? So they got approached, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna make this movie," and and you need to like they they had a couple scripts written out, and they're like, "No, we don't like that. You need to make it like better." And they're like, "What do you mean?" They're like, slide the money across the table, make it better. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, we got it. Test audiences can't figure out that soldier also means Captain America. Yeah, and and then uh, they're like, hmm, I don't like what these writers did, and they just give it to Joss Whedon anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, And he just much ado's about nothing it all over the place. Why did this movie even have dialogue? (laughs) Just just another example of colossally bad dialogue. When Loki shows up and he's talking about making people free, and he says, free from freedom. What (laughs) does that even mean? (laughs) He should have said, like, free from choice. Like, like... Free from anything. Free, free. He doesn't even need to explain himself. Just you're all my slaves. Why? Because I said so. Touch him in the chest, like. Because <laughs> I'm a movie villain, damn yeah. it. But that I would mean, have been even can... funnier. He's like, because I'm a bad guy. <laughs> if you can break uh. down what this entire film represents, it's the fact that they don't give a fuck. You're gonna spend the money. You're gonna eat it up. Like essentially, that's what they're saying. Like free from freedom. We're gonna take your, uh, your know, thought process away from you. You're just gonna enjoy this, and you're gonna pay for it anyways. And you've got that, yeah, that stupid Joss Whedon speak where Nick Fury's like, "Oh, you say freedom, but I think you mean the other thing." (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Everyone is so damn quippy. Oh, this is the most witty group of human beings that you'll ever fucking meet. Like they they should be an improv group, not superheroes. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I will say. It fits for Robert Downey Jr. I don't know why, but he. No, they it feels all have like to when act he's like Iron Man. Apparently, yeah. When Robert Downey Jr. is quippy, it feels natural. Yeah, because that's quintessentially Tony Stark, right? Yeah. yeah, but and that's that leads me to my next point. This movie is a uh, a personification of failing to pick one. Like yes. you can't be slapstick, one liner, like borderline comedy. Character. And then try to do this like super serious bits in between, like yeah, like man. the Hulk sob story. Oh my god! Like Mark Ruffalo plays it really well, but it's just so out of place when like the next cut is another fucking one liner quip. You know? Yeah. This is just a collage of sound bites and quips, Ugh. and they're really funny, but none of them tie together to make a movie. It's it's literally like a sketch comedy show. Well, let's go back, like, in the actual Marvel Universe, right? So before this, we had a bunch of introduction movies, which had to focus on one character each. We got two hours, two and a half, sometimes three hours with each one of these characters. Makes sense. We were able to, like, learn about them. They were pretty much, you know, uh, entertaining as as more so than this film. But in this film, they've taken all of those six people, seven people, however many are in the, like, the first Avengers unit or whatever, and they've now tried to do the same thing. Like you didn't need to each, you didn't need a backstory for each one. Like you should have done that in their individual movies, and then use them as a 
single unit or whatever, you know, and write them as being like the team players. There was no need for two hours of this film to be uh, little quips and, and backstories for each one of them. We should have already had that done. Well, and like they changed like, so they take Captain America, who I have so many issues with. I like Chris Evans as him, but Captain America is basically religious Tony Stark. And he, he's, like, he's just like doing that punching bag scene, right? And Nick Fury comes in and, you know, they're doing the whole like, you know, I said I was retired and he, you son of a bitch, I'm not coming back. But like they have this like weird dialogue where he's like, you know, you've been frozen a long time, Captain. And he's like, yeah, and when I woke up, I don't even recognize anything anymore. And he's like, yeah, we've come a long way. And he's like, or oh, we've lost a lot. And I'm like, just wait a second. You froze in what, like 1943-44, and he hates the world he's in now, but he doesn't vocalize why he hates the world he's in now? (laughs) I'm sorry, Captain, I need some more, like, clarity on the issues you have with our current 2012 environment, like... Well, apparently, apparently in the last 60 years, everybody lost Christ, so... (laughs) All these youths with their pants around their ankles and <laughs> he's, he's essentially a geezer in like a young man's skin this hip-hop music and i'm okay with, i'm okay with some of that but like when he goes um they're on the plane and like thor <laughs> yes. comes so and like dumb. steals loki or something and tone and she's like he's a literal god and he's like i only know one god and he doesn't wear spandex or something <laughs> like that <laughs> You're like, holy not what he said, but close enough. <laughs> 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 All right, can, uh, I, can I punch some plot out real quick? I was like, how did he <laughs> yeah. say that line and not just like cut, cut? Uh, Come on, Joss. I'm sure our listeners don't give a, like, a shit anymore, but like honestly, as far as the plot goes, we can catch up a little here. Jesus. Yeah, just give us yeah. just give us what you got, Mike. And we're just going to bounce just, around. We're, I think that's what this cast is going to be, 100%. Yeah, right, just take so, us to the end. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we can get into that so like um i think i talked a little bit about how they captured loki like so the the people the whatever they called the others um they told loki like you need to cause a distraction right so he goes to germany and uh he uh like they have to get iridium big, right he goes to, which he is, crashes, is he crashes an art gallery party so that his his other guys can go get iridium but he takes like the tesseract power to this party and to get it so the other guys get iridium but he's got like the real power source with him anyways he gets captured during this whole thing um it implies that this is kind of their plan or whatever so loki uh he gets captured by by the um the avenger or the the agent shields or whatever and then thor shows up and like thor comes in and grabs loki and he's got his own itinerary with like what to do with loki because he has to he has to actually bring him back to asgard to like hold him for like real crimes against gods and not like petty human crimes against <laughs> crimes people. against deities um, right so that's like that's i mean thor doesn't give a shit about humanity as much as he says he's always defending us like he's got his own stuff going on so he grabs loki and then that's where we have like the kind of the big clash between everybody um they bring thor they bring him onto the 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 team or whatever and they go to this flying this thing in in this flying, uh, I mean, it just sounds moronic coming out of my mouth. This flying <laughs> um, aircraft carrier that's up in, in the sky. And they've built, like, a container for Dr. Banner, and they're all trying to work together. But, like, the Tesseract, like, causes them all to have, uh, like, bad feelings toward each other. And um, turns out Loki's plan was to be there already. 
and causes everybody to kind of like fight and then they kind of a falling out right so age the uh the bad dudes show up uh hawkeye and like the the brain controlled people and they cause a, a you know a bunch of the turbines to go out and captain america and tony stark have to work together to try to like get stuff going uh but in the meantime loki's able to escape and uh you know tricks thor into like going into a cage activates the hulk and the hulk starts like destroying the the entire ship because he got mad and <laughs> that's when they kind of are able to kind of bond together so uh agent Col- colson he he tries to st- you know stand up to loki or whatever and he gets killed by loki and that's uh kind of the moment where uh captain america and tony stark kind of decide like hey we need to like set our differences aside and work together and and become the avengers so that we can take these people down in the meantime the hulk is um, shot at by F-22 and he jumps out the ship and he goes falling down to Earth and becomes human banner again. Somehow catches a cab or something, maybe hitchhikes, I don't know. But he gets back to the city <laughs> just in time for like this big event to kick off uh, where Captain America, Tony Stark, Black Widow, all of them uh, make it back to New York City where Loki... Loki's had his dudes like go already to Tony Stark's tower. That was, I guess that's important. At the beginning of the film, there was a, when Tony Stark was introduced, he's building this like power tower, right? Where he, he doesn't have to do, he's off the grid and like he goes in, causes a uh, federal crimes where he actually cuts the grid, like power to his building and, and makes it so he's like this independent powerhouse. And I guess that's enough power to activate the Tesseract, um, which is what we know from, you know, the Marvel is an infinity stone, which is using, Tony Stark's power grid, but it doesn't matter. It's enough power to be activate this portal thing that goes shooting up in the sky. And this is where the Chitari are able to, uh, they're kind of waiting up there to invade New York city. Um, during this moment, uh, now that Tony Stark and Captain America are friends, uh, they kind of like, you know, entice Loki to a fight. Um, also, uh, Black Widow's like able to concuss people back into their own brains. She slams <laughs> Hawkeye's head into a railing. Uh, which allows him, to, I, I'm sure it's the swelling in his brain that's able to push out the actual uh, Tesseract blue juice uh, and makes the like, <laughs> become normal again. The intracranial pressure brings him back. Right, so they're all like, they're all friends now and they put aside their differences and they start to do this epic battle in New York City uh, causing billions of damage to infrastructure and Trillions. loss of human life. Uh, but they save a couple people and it's kind of obvious that they're like, they like people because they like put themselves in certain positions disregard the fact that there's thousands of people dying on the side, but it shows that they have humanity behind them um, until they go get swarm afterwards when all these people are fucking dead. So really these like <laughs> superhuman people have no, uh, any idea of like human value. Like they only care. They get really upset though. When like one of their friends dies. So like one agent of shield, he dies and that's enough to push them together. Minus the countless hundreds of people on this boat that actually died in the meantime. Um, but anyways, uh, the, what do you call them, the Zorgon people, they shoot a nuke at New York City because, you know, fuck, fuck New York. And uh, Tony Stark is able to, like, sacrifice himself. He grabs the nuke, flies it up into the uh, the portal that's been opened up. Uh, Scarlett Johansson concusses the scientist guy, so he has brain swelling, and she can now get him out of his funk and no longer has blue juice in his eyes. And she takes the, the Tesseract stick, uh, deactivates the, the cube version of the Tesseract stick, and that is able to... Uh, shut down the portal just in time for the nuke to explode uh, the mothership or whatever, which is apparently a hive mind. Like, yep. these people are all controlled <laughs> yeah. by one thing. It's essentially the plot of um, 
Independence Day at this point. But, like, Tony Stark, the explosion knocks him back into Earth's orbit. And the Hulk, who now has control of his anger, which he didn't throughout the entire movie, but now he does, (laughs) um, is able to save Tony Stark before he hits the ground. And that's the end of the movie. Because we couldn't have consequences now, could we? (laughs) No, God. If we follow the Incredibles model of superherodom, there would be so many lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, the entire U.S. government would collapse because they created the Avenger Initiative. Mike, I I do want to uh, object to your uh, claim that everyone is dying on the streets. As far as I could tell, that the Chitauri only shot empty cars. (laughs) (laughs) Flying around, shooting buildings and empty cars. I'm sure I missed a lot, but like halfway through that movie, I kind of stopped watching. So I'm going to bring up a gripe, and that is guns only work when the plot requires them to work. Shane, I'm going to one-up you. Everything in this movie only works when the plot demands it works. (laughs) Going off of that gun thing, do you want to talk about how the fact that Captain America... When the, uh, the the bad shield people showed up on the uh, flying boat, they were shooting at him, and suddenly he is very concerned about taking a bullet, and he picks up his own gun, and he just starts, like, hip-firing it everywhere, and he's not hitting shit with it. Well, and he finds that shooting a gun is more effective than punching people. <laughs> and he goes, why the fuck did I do all this juice to make myself a super soldier when I should have just done what Hawkeye did and just target practice every day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's... um. Well, I want to hop back uh, to, so they go for Iridium, which, by the way, you can just buy on the internet, Um, (laughs) but they have to steal it in Stuttgart, and Hawkeye is a superhero, and he needs someone's, some stupid distraction, right? And so Loki goes to this opera house and, you know, steals someone's eye for some reason, and then he goes out and he does this whole big grand scene of like, oh, bow before me, I'm conquering Earth. Why? Why does he do this? Right, they, they, got, they needed got what they to need. introduce Iron Man. Oh, that's right. And they needed um, <laughs> with his ACDC intro. Yeah, everyone is hacking everyone in this movie constantly. They're just computer. Everything is hacked always. Yeah. Well, and they have anyway. that total eye roll scene where, like, there's a couple because first Loki's standing there in Stuttgart, Germany, and he's like, "Bow to me," and everyone bows, and there's like the old man who's like a survivor of a concentration camp and he's like i'll never bow to you and like you're like oh hell yeah old man and then like captain america shows up and he's like i was here last time and there's another guy like you and you're like oh he's referencing hitler i see <laughs> yeah, it he's calling him hitler <laughs> it's so mealy mouthed it's like <laughs> word soup he's like oh last time i was in germany in 1945 there was a man who stood above everyone and we didn't get along just, just fucking say what you mean yeah like this is like <laughs> <laughs> never nazi <laughs> it's just are we supposed to be in the audience like oh he means hitler he means hitler it's very I got michael it. bay in the fact that if michael bay did it he would have shown up and like the old man would have pulled out like an American flag that was like huge and he just would have waved it in front of Loki. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the America saving the day vibes are, it's just like apparently it's... the German government can't do shit. We have to send Americans over to Stuttgart to fight things. Like, does Germany have no superhumans? <laughs> Captain <laughs> Germany is actually just Captain Punctuality. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's too busy at the Mercedes plant. <laughs> like, uh. Um, 
So uh, for the damage to infrastructure, there's an article on The Hollywood Reporter. They had a crisis fucking disaster cost guy do an analysis, and he uh, came up with the figure of $160 billion in damage. (laughs) Oh. Wow. And that's that's yeah. then that's not accounting for today's inflation. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably more like for like the loss of life either. Like you know, like I, these movies, they like they try to portray these superheroes as like caring about humanity, and that's their whole deal. But at the same time, though, they don't get they don't care. They 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 only care about like their close friends in the whole situation. Like, and they they like joke and make little quips and everything, and then people don't oh, matter yeah. them. And this doesn't even begin to consider like the the Middle Eastern or South American country that the United States is going to invade over this. <laughs> <laughs> Al Qaeda was behind the Chitari invasion. Oh, is there a communist dictator somewhere in South America? Let's blame them. <laughs> but you know why these these films really stop hitting for me is the fact that in one film we have Loki who's like the main uh, bad guy or whatever and then in the next film he's suddenly part of the good guys and then it switches back and forth back and forth like it doesn't matter none of this matters none of these films make any difference to any of the other films there's no consequences for anything right and there's like this whole hullabaloo about like Captain America is like you wouldn't sacrifice yourself or anything and you know to to Iron Man and he's like oh you know it's like someone got a crawl over the barbed wire you wouldn't do it and he's like yeah i just cut the wire he's like well there's always a way out for you huh and he like goes to sacrifice himself and oh he's not dead (laughs) i guess he's not wrong there is always a way out for him and didn't iron man just stop two world ending plots before this fucking movie so what do you mean he's not gonna sacrifice he just fought mickey rourke like two years ago (laughs) he he fought other iron man like Fought the bad Iron Man. He fought the they... military industrial complex just three years ago. Like, what do you fucking mean, <laughs> Captain America? What they've done is they've they've written all this plot out, right? Because they they have a guy. They have a they have a, a roadmap created by Stanley, and even Stanley's on record being like, "I wrote half of these and realized I did them wrong and rewrote them and just claimed it as an altered universe." And so the people in Marvel are like, "Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that." And so they're just like following this roadmap, making these movies with zero consequence. And it doesn't matter because guess what? If something goes wrong or people don't like it, they're just going to make an alternate universe that makes no fucking difference to the original plot. I've never seen so many instances of Deus Ex Machina in one film. <laughs> it's like... Seriously. There's like 12 separate problems scattered throughout the course of this film, and they all just get instantly solved. Like, how, uh, how are we going to find Loki? We need to find him. Oh, we, we just found him. And then okay, he we came found to him. Us. How are we gonna capture him? Oh, uh, never mind. We we got him. Uh, and like all of these things, like oh, now the Avengers aren't getting along. Like how are they gonna get? Oh, no, no, they're good now. <laughs> There's no vehicle that causes all of these problems to be solved. It just happens. Can we talk about the sheer utter inanity of what happens on the helicarrier? They capture Loki, and Loki's plan is to. <laughs> Make them start infighting, I guess. No, he wants, he, he wants to, like, activate the Hulk. But how does he even know the Hulk's there? Well, yeah, okay, so... Yeah, how he did wants... he know the Hulk would be even a part of this team? So, okay, so they're, they're play up, like, his whole thing is, like, he's doing this psychological game to get them to stop trusting each other, and that'll set the Hulk off. And and then it just kind of happens. It's like, oh, Loki's here, and he wants us to turn against each other. All right, cool, let's fucking fight. What? And... <laughs> There's a stupid 
like reverse interrogation scene that Black Widow does oh, all the time, right? God. And she like goes and talks to Loki and this like this emotional thing, and he's like, "What does he even say?" It's like this emotional thing about you know like caring about Hawkeye or whatever, and then he's like, "Oh, you you've had the monster with you the whole time." She's like, "Yep, that's it. All right, see you, bye." All right, he's uh, it's like, how did you even draw the conclusion that his whole plan is to like get the hulk to hulk out here right like it's It's because of the ledger jack (laughs) it's the most tenuous thread between everything and they run across it like it's the brooklyn bridge i gotta i gotta gotta add on that so you expect me to believe that this russian spy uh is able to outwit the 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 fucking demigod uh, the trickster himself loki like really that's well, true. I mean, it's pretty plausible when you realize the trickster god is only as smart as Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite easy to lead astray. Um, hmm, what would fool me? Also, you, they're like, oh, they did it. He needed a distraction or something. And I'm just looking at this and going, what does this have to do with constructing the portal? Why does he need to be on this ship? Like, he could Why just he get captured. Yeah, I don't understand why he needed to be. Like, if his contingency his contingency plan could have been, oh, if they ever get close to me, I'll just piss off the Hulk, and then he'll be distracting. Then he'll fuck shit yeah. up. Yeah, that makes sense. It, hey, but I got a, a legit question for you guys. Why does Loki's staff that he was given by the others have the uh, Tesseract already inside of it? Am I? Is it something else? Like, it, I feel like the blue light confused oh. me. That one's actually pretty easy to answer. It's just don't fucking think about it. <laughs> <laughs> because he needed a mind control staff so that we have some infighting because Hawkeye would have had nothing to do for this film if we didn't make him a bad guy. Well, they implying that the Tesseract, like as an Infinity Stone, has like a shard missing from it. That's, you know what I mean? I like, is it make I, I didn't read again? that. I didn't read that as a Tesseract thing. I thought it was just his scepter. And then why did you make it blue? You're going to confuse your <laughs> because, audience. Make it a different color. Anything of power in the Marvel Universe is blue. No, because <laughs> later on we find out there's blue, green, red, purple, and a bunch of other fucking colors. Yeah, all the different colors of Gushers, man. Yeah, once the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy get in, then we get some new colors. Like also James shapes. Gunn introduces some new color to the Marvel Universe. <laughs> They're different shapes, so, too. Shane, you make a good point. Like, why... The whole, the whole central point of this plot, or of Loki's plot, is that th- some old guy needs to climb to the top of Stark Tower. Right. Like, that could have happened literally at any point. And Stark would have never known. Yeah. Like, until it was he- happening. And we could have just skipped the whole middle portion and just fought in New York. The extent of distraction that Loki needed was that Tony Stark needed to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's quite the gamble that the others in like their infinite knowledge out in the universe took on the fact that a person would build a tower self sustaining energy. Like did were they just waiting for that to happen? Yeah, if that didn't happen, would they have gone to like a nuclear plant or something? <laughs> and I and I'm thinking too, like, for a distraction, attacking them and then using all your forces to like attack them doesn't really make a distraction. If you want a distraction so you can open up your blue gate why don't you send Hawkeye to the other side of the world to, like, do a terrorist act that, like, the Avengers have to split their forces to deal with instead, so of, let, let's, instead of just keeping let, let, them together all the time? Let's think about Loki's two major problems, right? He needs the Tesseract, 
which he has within the first two minutes of the film. <laughs> and then he Easy. needs like a couple MacGuffins and to open the portal, right? Hey, by the way, speaking of that, before you go on, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but they opened a portal <laughs> in the basement of that building. Why the hell did they need Tony Stark's tower? They already did it. That one was unstable. Oh, okay. Remember, it, like, why, was, why was it unstable? Of, it black-holed Yuma, Arizona, for some reason. Like, <laughs> Shane, I'll tell you why it was unstable. It's because the plot dictated That's it needed right. to be. Because Joss Whedon's um, like, fuck, what do I do with this open portal? Destroy. And anyway, so all he needs to do, I, I guess he needs to get Iridium, which should be well within the capability of the god of trickery with magic staff and tesseract. <laughs> and then he needs a power plant. And so really... He would have been about 20,000 times more likely to succeed if he just went and got the Iridium and then went to a power plant and didn't even involve the Avengers at all. Yeah. Maybe it was like Tony Stark's tower had like the, I don't know, shape necessary to. <laughs> it was sufficiently phallic. Where the hell did he get all his human henchmen? He's just walking around tapping people in the chest, man. That must be it, right? Because, like, Hawkeye shows up with, like, a goddamn flying army. And I'm like, where did he get all this? That was the implication is they chest tapped a bunch of people. <laughs> oh, okay. That's <laughs> some that's, very hey, combat-ready people, I guess. But what about What about the inexplicability of him not to be able to uh, mind control Tony Stark? Like, I was just about oh, to mention God, that. It just hits his chest. against... Why doesn't he just move it an inch and a half to the right on his skin? <laughs> it's a very <laughs> precise process, Shane. <laughs> is it like, implying? It's because, it implying? I don't know what it's It's implying. because the plot couldn't handle Tony Stark being turned because then it means every Avenger could just be turned if Loki touches him. No, that, that, was, for the, that was for the sake mm-hmm. of a joke. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's all, that's the, all it was. The, oh, does your dick not work joke? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> It's just performance issues or something. That's that's literally the joke. It's it's there to set up. You you can't blame Shane for this one, June. It's <laughs> no, in the movie. That so, is in the movie. Can we talk about because it's a big problem and it's an entire character, Hulk. Um, oh, what, it's terrible. It's what the it's, fu- a, it's so a plot filler. Hulk is a problem because he's got the Superman issue, where he is unbeatable unless the plot needs him to be beatable. Because he's he smashes everything and never gets hurt, but then like some guy shoots him with a machine gun and he's like, "Oh no!" and he like runs away after smashing and everything. I'd like to talk. I'd like to talk more about the fact that Bruce Banner has such a such a tantrum attitude toward life. He's just such a whiny bitch. Like he's constantly being like, "I'm mad all the time," and that's it. Like that's his fucking thing. <laughs> He's just uh, listening to My Chemical Romance, and that keeps the whole kit bay. <laughs> the, the problem is the writers expected us to sympathize with that. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? And then like, you know what my you know what my secret is? I'm just mad. <laughs> it should have been like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister. Well, not really quite, but like a, a scenario like they kind of played with Ed Norton, where Banner does not, under any circumstances, want to become the Green Guy. Period. Whether there's a firefight or anything, he does not want to be the Hulk because he he's afraid of it, and that should be it. So like Hulk should only appear when Banner has lost all control. 
No, he's a he's a scientist, right? He's logical. He's not like, uh, and then I, you know, I put a gun in my mouth, and then the <laughs> green guy spit it out. He laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said i had performance issues <laughs> i mean it's just dumb i mean and, and like the whole fact that like they built a cage why why did fucking nick fury build a cage for the hulk what were they gonna do maybe were they don't. gonna get him into like they were planning on turning him into the hulk <laughs> they were gonna put a little bit of like if the hulk ever got loose in the helicarrier they were just gonna put a little bit of cheese in it and he ran in there or something <laughs> jesus like let's talk about nick fury's like like level of judging what he's doing with this organization who gave him who gave him executive power of, of you know this fucking fine fortress and no put him one in charge did. of this he just thing. didn't listen when they told him no <laughs> he, he, no he was given power by an, the worst movie trope of all the mysterious council but they hate um, him and right? they keep telling him stop doing shit <laughs> Is that anytime sp- there's a council it's just a cop out yeah because they don't want to uh. pay someone to be president like, what do those people do? Do they sit in a dark ass room from nine to five? Like, <laughs> well, I can see why this council's trying to get him off of like the chair there. Like, he keeps on like abusing the amount of money he's spending on this shit. Like, the fact that I already brought this up in the plot, he ran out onto the airstrip with a RPG to shoot down this. Like, that dude doesn't. He's one of your men. Like, Nick Fear doesn't give a fuck about his dudes. He shot down an F twenty two because it was given orders to fly off the the airstrip. He didn't try to contact the pilot and be like, hey, where did you get these orders? Nope. Grab an RPG and shoot that motherfucker down. Do you think uh, the the Secret Shadow Council is sitting in the dark because Nick Fury makes them? (laughs) 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 We made you a new office. doesn't have any lights. (laughs) Direct Nick Fury, why? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) We couldn't pay the power bill. (laughs) Yeah, we're too busy funding your aircraft carrier. So here's an also kind of more meta thing. That drives me crazy because the writers are like, yeah, fuck the U.S. government. But at the same time, so they have this shadow U.S. government that's willing to nuke its own people because they're evil, right? But at the same time, earlier in the film, they go, we ha- we've we hacked into every camera around the world. If someone sneezes, we can find out on this. And I was like, oh, so we're just okay with the flagrant Patriot Act, but not the Shadow yeah. Council. No, it's, <laughs> it's okay. We're the good guys. They're the bad guys. Yeah, exactly. It's simple, Shane. <laughs> fuck your rights. <laughs> when good guys abuse it that's that's patriotism that's right when bad guys abuse it that's villainy i was like what's the worship of the patriot act here like god like i think it's probably a bad idea to bring in like reality to this film obviously this is not made for that but does tony stark not be affected by g-strain like the dude is he's flying around in his I iron man suit and he gets too. caught in that turbine that and he's not blacking <laughs> out he's like experiencing like 50 g while he's spinning around in that turbine <laughs> He's also experiencing a lot of G's when he's keeping up with missiles. He's also wearing dress shoes inside of his suit. And not sweating a bit. It's just like, man, what? And his Iron Man suit cracks me up because it has thrusters wherever it needs to have thrusters. Like, All right, what is it, what is it made out of? Fucking mithril? Like just mini thrusters <laughs> everywhere. Like he's got armpit thrusters. He's got sh- elbow thrusters, and I'm he's like, got thrusters and tiny missiles. I was That's like, where all does this, this all is. get stored in this sleek uniform? <laughs> and a tremendous amount of breathing room in that mask. Oh my god! And oh, so, so this this is one thing that kills me with this movie is everything falls apart at even the most cursory examination it's like why is iron man wearing his suit underneath the <laughs> fucking iron man suit right like his 
his suit and tie underneath the Iron Man suit. Why does a fucking hack the computer arrow exist? <laughs> Why? <laughs> How is Iron Man able to hack the machine, the 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 transport jet thing to play ACDC? <laughs> What are those ports on that computer that Hawkeye shot it to it? Like, that's not like USB. <laughs> and like, why what didn't the fuck he just plug in instead of shooting an arrow? The, the momentum of the lo- arrow into that drive would have shattered it. I would have <laughs> loved to see just a shitty USB drive taped to the front of an arrow. <laughs> shoots. Okay. Go, go, floppy disk arrow. <laughs> give a positive to this movie there is one character who works and i enjoyed and they always work and that is thor because he's just dumb (laughs) he just shows up he's like i don't give a fuck i'm here because loki's here and i just smash things and like his character doesn't care about world ending plots he doesn't care about he fights the hulk because he thinks it's fun like he's (laughs) he's the best i love thor because He's just kind of forgotten. You know, I, I kind of agree with you. Like the, he, like the Thor, kind of breaks the fourth wall here and just makes it all stupid. And it's enjoyable to watch him. I actually like it. Why didn't he take his hammer when he's battling um, uh, the Hulk and just like put the hammer on top of the Hulk and like pin him to the ground? Because they needed that for the next movie or whatever. Thor Ragnarok. Does that happen or, in another I, movie? I'm yeah, sure I think that happens in yeah, another movie. Oh, no. Yeah, so, it, yeah. just just on the note of things we did enjoy about this movie. I, okay, so. I've complained about the dialogue. I think it's like a Wayne Gretzky. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So Joss Whedon is just taking every <laughs> shot he can. But sometimes it lands and sometimes it's it's really good. Like the, you know, like Loki is my brother. Oh, he killed a bunch of people. Well, he's adopted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thing. <laughs> or, you know, like Iron Man lands a couple of good quips or like Captain America saying he gets the Wizard of Oz reference. Like... There, there's some good lines in here. There's some good one-liners. There's some good quips. Some of them fit the characters. They're drowned out in the noise of just fucking everyone quipping about everything. Mm-hmm. But there was some good stuff. Especially and, characters that shouldn't be quipping. I mean, I'll be down but, to talk about the stuff we like now. I think we've su- yeah. like sufficiently shit on this movie. Oh, no, we have not. No, but. we're not done. I got, <laughs> I got three pages of shitting. Yeah. <laughs> I think we will come back to it. But just on the note of things that I did like, right? And, you know, once we got to the finale where you know, we can just dispense with the plot and just watch these guys kick ass. Yeah, that was pretty fun, right? And honestly, this is a movie that I even remember enjoying, right? Like, this is a fun movie to watch. It's not a fun movie to think about, but it's a fun movie to watch. There, It's not like this movie is irredeemable. Right? I, I like watching, like, in the action at least, like Hulk and Thor working together. That's fun because they're both, like, smashers and, like, you know, Hulk sets him up and Thor bats him down and stuff. I even enjoyed, like, Captain America a little bit when he's like, I have to save the civilians. I was like, oh, at least somebody is. <laughs> but I hate watching Hawkeye and Scarlet Joe. Like, I like watching the superheroes fight because they're doing superhero things that I can't do. Scarlet Joe just jumps onto things and hangs onto things and then suddenly can punch aliens and Hawkeye... Uh, he's just Legolas, which they make a Legolas joke, but well, yeah. So uh, speaking of like one, Scarlet that Joe, that line was funny. Uh, that one was funny. You know, speaking of Scarlet Joe's character, like the, the going on to what you were saying about how she's just essentially a useless character. Like, I don't know the appeal that they tried to make this character out of. They tried to make her this witty, um, like reverse 
psychology uh, spy or whatever. But then her, like, she learns one method, uh, which we kind of covered in the plot, of getting rid of uh, Loki's um, brain control by just, like, smashing people's faces. And then she does that again to another person. Like, how is that? That can't be the best way to, like, solve your problems is to just bash somebody's <laughs> head against a railing so that they have a concussion. Damn it, Jim, I'm a spy, not a doctor. <laughs> I just... It, In other it, words, it what, has, they, what they've told me is Scarlett Joe's character of Black Widow is not that smart. They should have never had those characters because it has the same problem as, like, the Justice League has, where when you have a literal god, like Superman, Batman looks kind of impotent next to him. But everyone goes, Batman's cool, I like Batman. So they have to make it work logically somehow. But it well, never they're, they're does. They're playing off of... They're playing off of trying to appeal to people uh, who read the comics, right? So the, the whole problem with the Marvel Universe is they do not have the ground to be able to create their own stuff now. Like, there have been so many <laughs> sub-universes where the people are trying to do different styles of, of like, the, the original take, and people want their originality. You're dealing with uh, a, a demographic that if you change the minute detail, they're going to up in arms and not watch this movie. Let me get this straight. We're still talking about things we liked about oh, this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, um, sorry, sorry. Let's go back to that. I, was like, I, I wow. do like some of the CG. Some of the CG does look good. Um, some of it's pretty seamless. Some of it's really bad looking at it now. But generally, for the action scenes with the aliens and everything, it looks pretty good. I liked how much money they spent on, on everything. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> okay, I got two things that I like. One. One scene that I remember hitting really, really hard when I, the first time I watched it was uh, when uh, Hulk throws Loki around, just slams him on the ground. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> um, didn't hit as hard the second time, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and then the second thing, there was a bit of self-reflexiveness at the end um, when they're showing the montage of, like, oh, the world is saved. Everyone's wearing, like, Avengers merch. <laughs> and I think it's hilarious that they didn't have to make the merch for the film. Like, that shit exists in real life. Oh, you know God. I mean? Yeah, those are just real uh, pictures. I just think Spaceballs 2, the quest for my, more money. Oh, God. That should have been my superpowers, merchandising. Damn. <laughs> merchandising. Um, that dude's pumping out shirts while the $138 billion are being spent back into the city to you, rebuild it. Do you think it's like a Super Bowl scenario where there's like Chitari shirts that are just being given to like children <laughs> in Africa? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so oh. I will say if you can just like switch your brain off and appreciate like the the dumb logic of it then it's kind of a fun movie. If you can say like, oh yeah, he's he's totally got like a, a hacking arrow or like he shoots this arrow at Loki and Loki caught it, but Hawkeye knew he would catch it. That's why it's a bomb arrow. <laughs> then like, <laughs> then yeah, it's fun in kind of like a stupid way, but it's, but the- it's so hard coming from movies where like shit means things, right? <laughs> like, you know, there's, yeah, just. Oh. I'll play devil's advocate on that vein. Um, let's pretend this movie is worth talking about. Um, so one of my too far, sir. (laughs) One of my gripes is it has the extremely tropey bleak point in the battle when like all of the superheroes that are like way undermatched, I guess, like the Chitauri are like actual pawns, you know, there's, there's no, they don't mean anything. Yeah. They're only... The only difficulty is that there's the sheer number, right? But 
there's that bleak point, like the music gets all fucking dramatic and like everybody's uh, down in the dumps. My favorite part about that though was like Hawkeye. So like Iron Man just yeeted himself through a space lobster <laughs> and like Hulk is getting absolutely pummeled by like 40 guns and shit and Hawkeye just hurt his back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, oh my sciatica oh Christ hey speaking of the uh, Atari, pre-existing like, injury. I, I don't want to interrupt that the thought you have there like is that it That's yeah it. go ahead all right so the Chitari. so you know what been you know what been cool like there's a lot of little things that made this film a little bit better and one of them would be like at the end of their battle after Captain America throws his nuclear missile at their mothership it like it it cuts like their hive mind off and they all drop dead even the big flying uh space uh lobsters right like mm-hmm. there could have been a five second scene a scene where it showed some kind of person doing the the mind control of all of this being the hive man hive mind person right no they didn't even take the time to like explain like it's, it's just the trope of them blowing up the big ship and then they've won like there's they didn't have to clean up the city there wasn't like uh two months of guerrilla warfare where they had to like go through like the subway systems of new york city and root out like the the ones that are like holding up hostages like none of that nope dead everybody this <laughs> bear with me here like, that but entire this war that entire universal war we're talking about intergalactic warfare ended in approximately 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so okay so bear with me here but what I feel like is watching this movie, it feels like running a Dungeons and Dragons session where like, I'm like, oh, you, you've had too much screen time. Okay, let's go over to the other character. Let's have him hit, have his cool move moment. Okay, all right, cool. Come back to you. All right, it's your thing. Have your scene. Uh, okay, big fight. Okay, uh, I don't want you to feel like you're winning too good, so I'm going to throw more shit at you so you feel bad. <laughs> but we're running short on time, so I'm just going to make the next thing you do to the bad guy end it all. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and that's what I mean. Like, if you can make this a little bit better, it would just be like, like you could just add a little tiny bit of detail to like what's happening. You, you know, like it'd be cool to like do a 15 minute little cutscene of how it took the Avengers, uh, you know, a half a year to be able to actually root these people out and have some ground warfare so well and- was loki talking to the chitari the entire time or are they just hanging out in space and they're like all right so oh shit there's the portal go <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah <laughs> <laughs> on their chariots uh, yeah on a logistical standpoint so space chariots on a logistics of this hive mind thing so if they're all hive mind i'm gonna assume that they had to make everything all the little chitari right so that would also mean that they had to make the space lobsters. I feel like this is like a Bismarck kind of scenario where you should have just made like 80 U-boats instead of one Bismarck. Like, why <laughs> would you just make like a shit ton more of those little chariot chitaris instead of like the stupid lobster monster that it, it has no guns. It just runs into things. I think we, we've attempted all kind of talk about what we enjoyed about this movie, but I have a, I have a prompt for you guys that I think would be interesting um, as far as this podcast goes. How, how, what would you guys do to this film to make it actually a good film, right? Uh. Like, I think what I would do is I would change it away from being a, a children's film, which it obviously is. It's meant – it's Disney. Like, it's Marvel. It's meant for kids. But if you want to make it like an actually good film, like add a little bit of grittiness, add a little bit more realism to it, 
you know, go into the fact that it's not just learn your backgrounds, become friends, beat the bad guy. Like, I think that would make this actually a pretty stellar film to just change a little bit of the plot to be that kind of these things are gritty and they make sense and they're going to be difficult, like real difficult. Yeah. So I'll pile onto that. I would cut like four Avengers. Yes. You know, I there's kind of a risk, too, that we're starting to describe some of the Marvel movies that are better, too. Right. But like, yeah, like the Winter Soldier or whatever the one where Captain yeah. America takes on the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah like cut it like it's clearly like the most contrast and interesting stuff is between captain america and iron man like they're the two two centerpieces cut it down to just them right like yeah do like what they should have done to introduce the avengers is not that the u.s government has this avenger initiative that they can activate because who's to say that these heroes would even give a flying fuck but um just do like there's two or three super bad guys that have gotten together and Iron Man has already tried to take them on or Captain America has tried and he's getting their ass kicked. So he personally goes and finds Tony Stark or, you know what I mean? And forms this small Avengers group to take on the bad guys. Piggyback on what you're saying, like why did they have to have a falling out? There was no reason for that. They could have been, they could have worked together from the beginning. Yeah. Cut out, cut out an hour of the film. So when I when I think of movies that do stuff like this well, usually there's like a theme or thesis of the movie that you can look back at, right? Like, okay, so the essential, undisputed best superhero movie is The Dark Knight, right? Like that's that's not even in question, right? But yeah. The Dark Knight is a story about like the the whole story is about Batman and his code and you know, what will you do? How far will you go to to stop someone, right? And Batman trying to find a way out, find the loophole that lets him deal with the Joker, right? You know, um, when we talk about Blade Runner 2049, it's about, you know, identity and who you are and is who you are, who you think you are, really who you are. That's kind of the, the question, right? And the Avengers lacks, like, a thesis or a theme. It, well, I mean... We it have the needs two something like that. Friendship. We have the two um, comic book rea- or universes, right? We have DC and we have Marvel. Marvel has taken the road of we're gonna we're gonna latch onto the child's version of superheroes. DC has taken more of the like you were saying with the Dark Knight, the more of the adult version of the superheroes. Well, yeah. Recently, but I, kinda... I guess <laughs> what I'm saying is for the Avengers, me there there are different themes in here, right? And who who was it earlier saying like it's it's a textbook case of you can't you know you need to pick one right yeah. there is you know bruce banner's struggle against himself there is iron man versus captain america and you know selfishness versus altruism there is the conflict between two brothers right just fucking pick one right <laughs> and I, I guess if yeah anyway go ahead so I would like to answer this question, but before I do, Jack, you are wrong. The quintessential perfect superhero movie is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> it's terrible time. Uh, that being said, I would make this movie better by starting with a plot as a basis, a foundation, if you will. Uh, that, is that would have been nice. It's a bold move. Stitching together a bunch of fucking useless scenes. Um, now it's, I seem to, okay. And I'm, I'm about to eat my words when we get further in, into the list, but I seem to remember the future Avengers movies being better. 
I think they I, do I start to get more of like a theme per one or like a general thesis and actual emotional buy-in. Yes, uh, which this was completely lacking. So and legitimate stakes, like they face something yes. that they can't mm-hmm. beat. Like Loki, they routinely kick the shit out of the big bad guy. I don't think Loki ever beat any of them. Like every time they Loki, face him, Loki he ends up. <laughs> you know, spoiler alert: Loki never turns out to be the big bad guy. Loki was just a filler bad guy so that the Avengers could have a backstory. Which I think he'll proceed to do like eight more times in the future films. And <laughs> Loki's motivation is perfectly perfunctory, right? Like we're not even pretending to care about why he's here. He's just like, no, I'm going to rule Earth. Okay, whatever. All right, next scene. You know, a little uh, call out to my wife when we were watching this together, and I was, I was ranting, and she was like, "No, this entire movie was made to just set up the rest of the six movies that are about to come out." And she's absolutely right. That's all it was. It was two that. and a half hours of setup. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. there's plenty of movies like Star Wars was a setup movie too, but it, it's self-contained. You can make setup movies that are self-contained in that they introduce something, they have a plot, they have you know a first act, second act, third act, and then you like the movie so much that you want to see it expanded. No, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. Like Shane, like the fact is, you took a movie and you made it into seven movies means you made probably five movies too many. The, the problem with this movie is it fell victim to the Marvel zeitgeist mm-hmm. that yeah. each other movie preceding it created, right? This was, and I remember this, like, uh, however long ago it was, uh, I guess almost 10 years, I, I was really looking forward to this movie. You know, it yeah, was very... How old were you? You were also probably 14? No, I was... We this had just, 2012. Yeah, we had all... We were at all least in college graduated, at the time. Yeah, college. But you know, it was it was very oh highly anticipated, right? Oh God, yeah, and it was the biggest thing ever. But when you take a step back, you then realize it was really just all the other movies were a setup to this movie, and it tried to do too much at once, and that's wh- yeah. where it suffered. Yeah, that's so, what it did. It, it took mm-hmm. too big of a bite. One one thing I will say is, yeah, you know, the later Avengers movies are they benefit from not having to do all this like bullshit box checking that this one did to get everyone on the same team but also i mean there was age of ultron which was just an unmitigated disaster right (laughs) (laughs) the avengers movies the avengers movies didn't get good until they changed directors (laughs) very true you know this might be a a little bit of a controversy like this might actually how many listeners do we have this might get rid of some of them the fact is that like that this is on the top 250 list is a big indication of the entertainment value of majority of people who watch these type of films, right? They don't give a fuck about this. They just like it. I was about to say that this movie, I agree with you, is it's not not entertaining. Like, you can sit down and you can watch it and be like, all right, cool. But to put it on some of the greatest movies of all time... Right? like, Like, this movie does not belong on this list as far as what we've watched so far like even some of the films that we don't like have been at least artistic at least thought out the fact that this is above blade runner is appalling right I, oh I yeah like the only thing worse is like to find out that jackass is on this list <laughs> because it made a lot of money and people enjoyed watching it like <laughs> right 
Like the simplicity, uh, you know. <laughs> like we've watched Kill Bill, Magnolia. This is compared to Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, going back to the actual story, a couple, couple more gripes. There's a clear differentiation between some of the Avengers that I thought was hilarious. Like it's always Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk. And then the three other degenerates who can't fly. <laughs> There's always the separation of like, you got the real superheroes or like they can actually like do shit here. And then the three guys that have to run everywhere. It's, it's like, they're like, okay, we'll meet you there. <laughs> All right. To the, to the bus, everybody. Those characters, those characters are made purely to make us, you know, lowly civilians and, and, you know, <laughs> feel like we we're we're we could do it too i have a bow and arrow <laughs> like could you imagine if hulk got one hit on black widow like <laughs> she would be utterly disintegrated no <laughs> no unless the plot needed her to be alive yeah i just it i hate them being there like it, all they had to do was do the same thing with her. I don't care if the fans don't want it. Like, give her some of the Captain America super juice. Boom. Now she makes sense <laughs> that she's there. Like She'd probably be better than Captain America. So let's, exactly. let's say look at Captain America. The fact that he got the super juice when he was like a scrawny 80-pound dude with zero military sense. Like, couldn't even do anything. And he became Captain fucking America. Why not take that same juice and put it into somebody like Scarlet Joe's character Black Widow? Like, she'd be unstoppable. Black Widow's only superpower is being Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it, and that's, it, a fine, that's a fine. In her superpower. defense, it's a pretty effective superpower. Can Can I just briefly mention something else? Who thought it would be a good idea to have Captain America wearing the goddamn dork hat all movie <laughs> oh, long? God, especially with such a beautiful man <laughs> underneath. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know there's a scene at the end where he fights a guy and like the Chitari pulls his hood back and also it turns into like a hoodie hood when he's no, doing yes. now everybody will know who I am no. <laughs> and uh but why why not just have that just have some bad guy rip the whole hat off in like the first five minutes of the movie so we could just see Chris Evans instead of giant ass a on the forehead <laughs> well then how do we sell captain america hoodies jack yeah that's a good point uh, talk about money here okay at uh, at the risk of repeating ourselves i got one last gripe on the in the last scene so independence day happens and they nuke the mothership and then they everybody all the chitari die mm-hmm. and then they make a huge suspenseful suspenseful pause about like closing the sky the the sky sphincter <laughs> like you can wait two minutes the fighting's done yeah you know right. there's this like will he make it back like just fucking don't close it for two minutes <laughs> just- but june what about the the nuke particles or radiation plot plot particles, plot particles yeah. <laughs> we haven't even we haven't even breached the whole damage to the ozone layer <laughs> Um, I also have a gripe to throw in here. Was this portal good for global warming or bad for global warming? (laughs) Is carbon dioxide going out? Is ozone coming in? (laughs) Um, What about the what about the gas release into a a a a vacuum? Like when that portal opened, people are able to people are able to pass between the two, but no oxygen. Like would it just start like like sucking the fucking Earth's oxygen straight out to it? 
Mike, I, I've got bad news for you. There's nothing preventing Earth's oxygen from going out to space. What? It's not like there's a big glass bubble like oh, in space balls. Fuck, we're dead. <laughs> um, but, but then what the hell was the... Ooh, Biodome was a good movie. All right. Get... <laughs> oh, I was just about to say, let's get the salt shaker out and let's talk about uh, physics here. <laughs> now, now, hold on a second. I don't think I'm too far off base, like having the vacuum of space without an ozone layer. Like no, it was no, definitely, yeah. it was definitely in with the, the bottom it, of the ozone. It definitely like, breached Tony the Stark stratosphere. Tony up it. Yes. Yeah. It, get, yeah. Your, get your salt shakers. Let's do this. <laughs> um, I, I have a gripe. Because it, it reminded me of Transformers a ton. And, like, this is going to be a two-parter. So they they constantly <laughs> take the NYPD and the NYFD and, like, just put them there. But it's like he doesn't go full Michael Bay. He just, like, buffoonery puts them in the background. Like, there's always a firefighter, but they're, like, mouth breathers just kind of looking around going, like, what the hell are what? we supposed you to know, do? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then when he introduces the NYPD, they're, like sitting there and captain america shows up because he's a tactical leader and stuff and he's like i need shooters in that building i need a perimeter to 39th street all that had to happen was that space lobster just obliterates the building that he was gonna put shooters in like and they're like fuck you guy (laughs) i just wanted like oh we need a perimeter we need uh, everyone in the subway station down on 39th oh they closed that station in 1965 fuck also captain (laughs) to get a little tactical with you here they're coming out of the sky what good is a perimeter gonna (laughs) do on the street block when they are filling in from on top of the earth like (laughs) You're right. We need a sphere. <laughs> Let's get shooters that can float. <laughs> I need a. Well, if you want to get realistic with it, like, why wasn't the National Guard deployed? Why weren't there like helicopters and fighter jets? Like, oh, the National Guard was deployed. They just rolled in I, Humvees, I, ripping out a Mark 19, shooting grenades everywhere. <laughs> and the one guy's like, "Wait, the National Guard? What does the army think's happening here?" And I was like, "They're in Afghanistan, bro." <laughs> <laughs> just like come to manhattan this isn't the muppets they can't just show up they're, they're fighting the next marvel villain <laughs> they're creating the next marvel oh, villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh was well, there anything else we could Ooh, shit on i got one more good thing oh, good. actually oh, good. Uh, oh wow marvel does a really good job of this actually is the uh the, the scene transitions uh from a like cinematography standpoint there's always a uh kind of drawn out cheesy speech but in that time, they're transitioning across the different characters. I think uh, Nick Fury does the speech in this one. And that's always a good little, like, uh, feel-good moment. Yeah. I also have a, uh, I have a good thing to add. Oh, okay. I like in, in Marvel movies, um, before Stanley, rest in peace, uh, he calls out his own shit. Like, his cameos, he's always making fun of his own movies. <laughs> yeah, isn't he that's just true. like, <laughs> superheroes in New York? Superheroes, Bullshit. Yeah. um oh i do have a good thing and this is kind of like just a cheesy thing i think the aircraft carrier in the sky is kind of cool it reminds me of sky captain the world tomorrow which i think was also a pretty shitty movie but i remember it fondly Um, (laughs) but i think it's kind of a cool idea if you're gonna give the avengers a base like might as well be a fucking aircraft carrier in the sky you know but it's classic movie cool base problems it exists just long enough to destroy it oh yeah but, I mean, it would be effective. I don't know why the U.S. government wouldn't just use 
regular aircraft carriers that are already made. You could just helicopter them around. Because they, did, they didn't have special jets that was for it. Like, the same things that operated on it could have just operated on a already made aircraft carrier, but whatever. Oh, I love the random people running around on the flight deck, like, doing PT and exercising. Like, oh, yeah, just go push-ups on the flight line. Well, and how high it is. You <laughs> know 50,000 feet, frigid zero oxygen, go put on the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, and how they're like, all right, we're going to take off. All right, everyone. And they're just like, oh, shit, really? And they go strap down the jets. <laughs> also, who runs that? Is it the Navy that owns that, or is it the Air Force? I think it's all S.H.I.E.L.D. Is S.H.I.E.L.D. American? So every time Shane has said the U.S. government, it's actually been S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, but that's my question. Is S.H.I.E.L.D. Aren't they a U.S. entity? Or are they their own thing? Like, are they international? It. Whatever the plot needs to be. <laughs> That's true. Is like the UN fund shield or like who? The shadow government. Who, the, that's right. The council. <laughs> yeah. I also love how they have F-35s in every CGI scene. And then for any scene on the aircraft carrier, it's just a bunch of shitty old Harriers from 1978. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I like how you know, we have all these aircraft with VTOL. We have Iron Man who has fucking rockets in his hands. And this helicarrier runs off of fucking propellers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's also a good point. If everything can has a VTOL, why does it need runways? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and why do lasers do less damage than bullets in this universe? Like, the monsters, I, are the Chitari, are shooting Captain America with lasers, and they're, like, just, like, scorching his And uniform. why can Scarlet Joe shoot their guns? How does she know how to use a Chitari rifle? Because that's her superpower. <laughs> okay. shoot, shoot any gun. Why did the Chitari design it with a trigger if they've never seen, like, a real gun before? Like, I, Why would an advanced alien species who can breathe in the vacuum of space not build guns that aren't usable by other species like maybe have like some kind of dna control to it you know like a mechanism do you think wave two of the invasion through the portal you know like the the other mothership they see like a nuke come in and like nuke you know mothership one and they're just like oh shit we should have thought of nukes uh, <laughs> when did the ants get nukes <laughs> why didn't they like, just oh, send fuck. a nuke through the portal to begin with why did we don't really care about their buildings or their people, do we? <laughs> huh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> wait, why are we doing this? What? Wait. All right, fuck this movie. Let's go. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right, wrap it well, up. Yeah, it, the point remains, even the slightest examination of anything in this movie, it just falls apart. Yeah. Right, like Blade Runner was atmospheric. It had all these weird idiosyncrasies, but you watch it and you're like, that makes sense, right? They've got their fucking 85 PSU shower to save water. They just blast them. <laughs> right? but, I wonder yeah, how and, we would be talking about this movie if we had just watched The Last Picture Show. We'd be like, what a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Finally something that makes sense. <laughs> if there's one director that's worse to direct The Avengers. Oh, God. Freaking Bogdanovich's Avengers <laughs> It's in fucking it's black, black and, and white. white. <laughs> um, quick, quick poll. If you had to pick one director that would make the Avengers better, like legitimately, not not 
Funny. Not Wes Anderson. No, Wes not, Anderson's not Wes off Anderson. the <laughs> 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 no, Wes Anderson's The Avengers would be fucking phenomenal. I'd watch a Quentin Tarantino Avengers. That would be really terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me think. John Woo. <laughs> John Woo's The Avengers. You know, truthfully, because I liked Guardians so much, I think I'd like James Gunn to do The Avengers. Yeah, he, he would do a good job. I wish every movie was directed by Antoine Fuqua, so... <laughs> Denzel Washington's just like karate chopping everyone. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke. I mean, I'm looking at other movies we've watched. Uh, Tim Burton. <laughs> Tim Burton, <laughs> the Avengers. You know, Nolan would probably do a pretty good Avengers too. Nolan would, but I, yeah. he, I think he kind of did his Superman thing. Yeah. He, he, he shot his, he, he shot his shot with Dark Knight. What do you think, Mike? Just thinking. All right, I'm going to have to edit out so much of this. Let's go. All right, yeah. All right. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, move on. Let's talk a bit about... I mean, you know this movie made... Just a... Scrooge McDuck pile of cash. (laughs) They just had a money printer that people just activated once this movie... Its budget was $220 million, which I'm not... We don't really keep track, but I'm pretty sure that is the most expensive movie that we've watched yeah probably um box office was 1.5 billion <gasps> so jesus christ oh my god that's more than like some country's gdp <laughs> yeah this is just a, a money printer not just some a lot of countries GDP. <laughs> um so yeah it's I mean, the wikipedia page is like a bajillion pages long because everyone fucking loves the avengers and they want to talk about how cool this movie was or something um yeah i mean marketing so i mean i i guess it's difficult to not mention how it's just a piece in the giant marvel universe and whatever it's really Um, the ground like it's the structure that it's all built on why just make movies that are worth watching by themselves anyway um yeah, Mark Ruffalo took over from Edward Norton, who is also like a super good actor. And I think uh, Mark Ruffalo described it as uh, the role of Bruce Banner as like, um, I look at it as my generation's Hamlet. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. struggling with two sides of himself. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what Hamlet did if you ignore the fact that Hamlet's good. <laughs> like, um, like a story. <laughs> yeah, you know, it has a plot. It has a conflict. And we're just taking every opportunity to just get a, a little shot at this, aren't we? Okay, okay, I'll stop. Do you, do you have one you want to get in, Mike? No, 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 don't worry, I'm holding mine to the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, I mean, this isn't the tier of movies where it's not about how much it makes, but it's about how fast it can make it. Yeah, so it, it made more than a billion dollars in 19 days, so it matched <sighs> Avatar and Harry Potter 7 Part 2. 7.5, as some people call it. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 91%. Jesus. Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes is funny because if you're like slightly more positive than negative about it as a reviewer, then you get put in the good movie bucket. So a movie that has everyone rating it like 51% will be, you know, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I mean, 
it's it's well regarded and i think it's probably a little bit of the spectacle and the the fact that it was new and everything like the star wars prequels got good reviews from critics right like yeah fuck it i just hate this movie let's let's move on i don't give a shit about how much money this movie made uh or what the critics thought about it um let's get to the part where that we do want to talk about which is where we rank this in our listings so this is movie number 37 uh we just had a big week last week where blade runner came in all of our top three and toppled the the long-standing number one for two of us um where do you put this movie june do you know I, th- I think I got an idea. I would put it at <clears throat> number 34 between Night of the Hunter and Annie Hall. I seem wow. to recall you not liking Annie Hall. It beat Annie Hall. I did I did not like Annie Hall. Um I would find I found more entertainment value in The Avengers than I did Annie Hall. Um at its core Annie Hall's probably a better movie, but from the entertainment value alone, I think Avengers topples it just just slightly. That's who I would have direct the Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Woody Allen. Oh, God. I don't think he's allowed to direct anymore. Yeah, number 34. (laughs) Uh, Shane. So this movie is exactly why we started this podcast Movies that are just way <laughs> overrated. And I I wish there was an option to just eject it off the list. Because everything that I want to put it over, I can look at as like, yeah, maybe I, I liked this movie more. But I can see more like important cinema feats in the ones that I'm going to put it over. Even though I didn't like them. Except The Last Picture Show. That's another one that I think we should just eject from this list. But um, <laughs> So I'm going to put it as well at 34 under Annie Hall and above Night of the Hunter. But unfortunately, like, Night of the Hunter is a much more important movie to me than, like, The Avengers. But, yeah, I I enjoyed watching that more. And Who's Afraid of a Virginia Woolf had way better acting, but, like, I enjoyed... Yeah, 34. Fuck this movie. Wait, you liked Annie Hall better than this? Oh, yeah. So did you. (laughs) Yeah, but every every previous (laughs) podcast, Shane has bitched about Annie Hall. (laughs) <laughs> that's how much i dislike this movie wow <laughs> at least annie hall was funny <laughs> i the only part i, I like to annie hall is when he bitches about uh directors or critics he bitches about critics in the movie theater and that's all i remember uh, as much as i would watch uh uh woody allen's the avengers i would also watch joss whedon's annie hall oh jesus <laughs> Actually, no, I wouldn't. I would not watch that that movie. That's somehow... All right. Mike, where do you put this movie? Well, I guess I'm going to go back to tradition here. Um, As much as I hated this movie, I also enjoy mind-numbing movies. (laughs) So this movie lands at number 25 for me, right under Sin City and above Cat on the Hot Tumor. They liked it more than JFK. (laughs) <laughs> that movie was terrible. Your, your list is so wonky. You know what? There's nothing wrong with having a couple drinks and watching the Avengers. All right. I mean, it's your list. I, I, all I can uh, think of after Mike does his is when June's like, yeah, I wanted to assign points and aggregate the scores to see what it is, but Mike's <laughs> list just scared me at what it would do to this. All right. 
Um, whew. Yeah, so yeah, I, I agree, right? So, okay, yeah, the last picture show should be off the list just because it's bad. But this movie feels like it's on a totally different axis, right? Like, this doesn't even aspire to be a good movie. <laughs> um, but I, I think I'll break with tradition. I think I did like it a bit more than Shane and June, uh, which is why I'm going to put it, I think I'm going to move it all the way up to 29. Oh. So not far that, off for me. That that lofty height of near the bottom. That tracks. Sometimes you just need a good dopamine release. Slightly better than Sling Blade. Slightly worse than Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, so final verdict. Do you recommend watching this movie? And I'm going to preempt everyone. You can't just say you've already watched this. We all know everyone's already watched this. But do you re- recommend watching this movie? June? Uh, I do. It's, uh, first of all, I hit a lot better when I was, what, 19. Um, if you haven't seen it, I think, I think you'll enjoy it more than we all did. And, uh, if if you had kids, you know, whatever, like it's probably, it's like Mike said, it's, it's good blind entertainment. Shane? Um, I'm going to give it a no recommendation, but that's not to say that you won't really like enjoy it if you watch it i just don't think anyone needs to see it just like it's a whatever movie if you happen to watch it you'll probably like it but don't go out of your way to watch it mike yeah i'm gonna go with uh kind of in the middle between june and shane there Uh, if you're in this type of movies uh, being like superhero movies absolutely it was a great watch as far as entertainment but if you're not into this type of movie don't watch it at all it's not going to change your life for one moment. You know, I would say you can take a pass on this one just because even in the pantheon of superhero movies, it's not that great. Like, there's nothing about this plot that you need to know to watch any other Avengers movie because if there is, they'll they'll have a convenient flashback scene for you. <laughs> and, you know, and it's not even one of the, the better ones. Like, maybe if you're on an airplane, yeah. sure, whatever. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure it holds up a lot better if you're not like watching it and comparing it with what are allegedly the 250 best movies allegedly as of 2019. Yeah, um, but this one is, I think, eminently skippable. It's it's a it's a good background movie. Yeah, put it on while you do laundry or something. I don't know, whatever. All right, cool. Uh, well, we survived. Um, anyone have any parting shots to make at this movie before we call it? All right. Outro us. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will be watching Zootopia next week, number 213 on the list. Oh. And uh, I think we're actually in a really good stretch. Zootopia, Young Frankenstein after that, one of my favorites. 12 Monkeys, Born Ultimatum, La La Land. We'll actually get to the Iron Giant pretty soon, oh, which is one I did not expect to see on this here. This is going to be interesting. I, I like this list now. We just had to get through the Avengers. Now we got some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was the entree act between. <laughs> Thanks, Joss Whedon, for being a speed bump to watching good movies. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Never everybody. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, that was fun.